right, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Life, Liberty, and the Pursuit podcast. It's Mike. It's Robert. You love us or you hate us. Probably love us, though. That's what all our Twitter followers are saying, all 20 of them. Right? Yeah, that's right. They love us all. They're now, now giving us comments. Yeah, check out our comments. Speaking of which, you should be following us on Twitter at LLMP Podcast, or you should be checking us out on our website, LLMP Podcast. No. I, oh, dude, I messed it up. LLPpodcast.com. That's the website. Perfect. That's where you should check us out. Yeah, and obviously on iTunes and SoundCloud as well. Actually, the link for that is on our Twitter. So go ahead. If you follow us, you've got the link. How about that, Mike? Yeah, that's pretty pretty nifty right there. You should definitely be subscribing to our podcast on iTunes. And uh, then every week, the podcast just shows up on your little device, and you listen to us, and you're like, ah, those guys make so much sense. I wish I was best friends with them. Or you're just like, oh, those idiots. I can't stop listening to them because I disagree with them so much. Either way is fine with us. Exactly. Exactly. It's a win-win for us. (laughs) (laughs) It really is. It really is. So let's talk about something crazy today, Mike. Something insane. We all love sports, right? We all love politics. We're American. Exactly. But like Mark Wahlberg said not too long ago that we did tweet the uh, retweet a link, by the way. He said that Hollywood needs to stay the hell out of politics. Well, politics needs to stay the hell out of sports. And sports figures need to stay the hell out of politics because we shouldn't really care what these guys actually think. That's prolific. Most of them don't have a college degree, right? Most of them barely graduated high school. They're just freaking fantastic at their sport, so they're a celebrity. Why should we listen to them? I will. I, I'm gonna stick up like one tiny little smidgen here and say that everyone has an opinion, right? They're American citizens, you know. They have they have some degree of uh, a voice in, in everything that's happening, but I don't think they should use their status as sports athletes, professional athletes, to broadcast that on a on a national stage per se. Well, on that point, Mike, I I think that. The networks themselves should stop broadcasting their opinions and firing conservatives and giving the conservative wing of America, really, uh, you know, a bad name. Um, We've got a whole bunch of examples we can go over today about this. It's happened in the last couple of years. And we're going to. And we're, yeah, we're going to. We're going to. And we're going to talk about some that really, I mean, it obviously has been talked about. Not by us, but by other people. You know, it's it's some of it's good old news, some of it's it's new news, right? New woo, new news. Um, so the first thing that I want to talk about, since it kind of goes in with the politics that's happening, you know, the Trump presidency, whatnot. There have been a few people who have verbally endorsed Trump, who have had a few repercussions in the media. Number one, Mike Ditka. Ditka. Yeah. You know, one of the most well-known players, coaches in NFL history is fired. Yeah, and fired from from his network over his public support of Donald Trump. Now, the network, obviously, and and Dicka both said after he, you know, was canned because the network said he has an emeritus-type role, you know, now with the network. So he hasn't been fired. You know, he's just an advisor. But everybody knows He, he supported Trump. They didn't want to listen to him anymore. They didn't want to make sure that he was on the air supporting Trump. 
So they canned him. What's going on with that, Mike? It's interesting because everyone makes such a big deal out of Russia's interference with the election. And, oh, Russia interfered, and that's why Trump won, and Trump knew that Russia interfered. But no one's taking into account the interference that takes place on the, with the American media, just like you're talking about. And with something as per- pervasive in American households as sports. Yeah. And I'm gonna we're gonna dog on ESPN a, a good deal probably in the next few minutes, um, from a whole bunch of different reasons. You know, let's just start with the obvious. One of our favorites here on the podcast has been mentioned quite a few times. You know, Caitlin slash Bruce, <laughs> big titty Bruce. Yeah, yeah. You know, all right, big titty Bruce. That's uh, apparently what we're gonna call him. Her now. Um, so he she was awarded. The Arthur Ashe Courage Award. But the funny thing was that sources, and this is what is at the ESPYs, right? So the sources were saying because Jenner had promised ABC, who's ESPN's parent network, an exclusive interview after he finished his surgery and his transition. What in the hell? How can you give somebody a Courage Award for promising you an exclusive interview? Well, it's courageous not to go with the highest bidder and just to lock down that deal ahead of time. It's it's funny, though, because it, it almost backfired on him a little bit because obviously being a transgendered person, you know, it's that's sort of a left-wing issue. However, Bruce Jenner is a conservative Republican. And when he endorsed a Republican for president and said Obama wasn't doing a great job, I thought that was pretty funny on his exclusive interview with ABC, because obviously that's not how they think. I thought that was pretty hilarious. Maybe Bruce Lynn was trying to infiltrate from the inside. He was like, I'm going to go as far to the other side as I can. I'm going to become a woman. They're going to embrace me, which happened widespread. It did. For the most part, everybody was just like, yeah, Caitlin, he's the, she's the woman, you know, that, that happened. So maybe that was the thought process all along. He's like, I'm going to slowly infiltrate in a, in a dramatic way and then i'm going to try to change minds from the other side from the inside i i don't see that happening though you can't change people's minds like that it's just not possible well you know a for effort i guess uh, right no he got two a's he got the arthur ash right? courage award that's two a's two a's for his effort <laughs> fantastic for him you double know? a you can't beat that yeah double a right double asshole that's what uh <laughs> I'll probably edit that out. <laughs> but uh, so, you know, yeah, Trump. Jenner is, is a, a special breed, but he she's not alone in that left wing agenda. The other one over the last couple years um, that really was pushed on the American public by every network, not just ESPN, but every network was Michael Sam. Do you know who Michael Sam was, Mike? I don't. You don't? Well, a lot of people don't know who he is because he wasn't very good. Um, (laughs) But he is an openly gay athlete that played at the University of Missouri. And he was a defensive end for them. But he was drafted in the seventh round. But he he had so much hype going around surrounding him during the draft. Like Manziel-type hype? Well, honestly, almost. But not because he was any good but because he was finally the first openly gay football player that decided to go and enter into the draft. That's why they were kind of pushing him up on this pedestal. 
I'm pretty sure like sexuality is the primary like thing scouts look for in the NFL. So. Isn't it? Isn't it? You know, so yeah, he got drafted in the seventh round by the Rams, who, by the way, cut him after a training camp, and he ended up actually on the Cowboys practice squad for a very short period of time. But he was marginal at best. During the NFL combine, he couldn't keep up with the other guys. He was slow, he is small, and he just wasn't any good. He sucked. And not just Dick, but he sucked at football. <laughs> In that, I mean, but all they wanted to do was play up the gay angle. And this, the fact that he was he was not drafted had nothing to do with gayness. It was a hundred percent lack of talent. It's lack of talent. Yeah, performance based. You know, a lot of people say sports are like one of the great equalizers because it's one of the true areas where it, you know, in life where things really boil down to your talent and can be measured. So. Well, yeah, I mean. You look at a lot of the talent in the NFL, the you know Major League Baseball, the NBA. Most of it is talent, but a lot of it too can be thinking. They've got to be smart. They got to be able to think through situations and react, and you know that is talent in and of itself. But that's not what he had. He had a a good story that they could tell, and it it backfired on him because he's still not playing in the NFL. You know what? I bet if he was a gay Muslim, he'd still be playing. No. He wouldn't be. <laughs> Are you sure? I'm that positive. would be like a double A right there. It, <laughs> no, but it's not. It's not. He can't. He's not playing. He won't play because he's not any good. And the thing about NFL football is, you know, the, the networks might want to play up a certain thing. But at the end of the day, the NFL team is consider, considers one thing, and that is talent and can they help me win. And obviously he can't do that. He can't Putting, do it. Putting W's on the on the on the scoreboard and then selling jerseys. Yeah, there you go. They want to make money, and they're not going to make money if you suck on the field because you're a defensive end and you can't rush the passer at all. You know, you can't def- defend the run. You can't rush. Back. There's nothing. If an offensive lineman can literally put one hand out and block you, what what the hell good are you? <laughs> Although interesting, because you you would have thought maybe the NFL would have would have at least considered keeping him on, or at least the who would you say he played for, the Rams? Well, no, he didn't even play. He got cut before the end of the preseason. Who? Where are the Rams from? They were in St. Louis. Now they're in Los Angeles. Okay. I would have thought that would have been a perfect fit, trying to appeal to a different market, should we say, out in Los Angeles, a whole new type of football fan who, you know, Maybe the the tight pants didn't quite just get it all for them. I'm just saying I would I could have seen that. Considering the NFL is actually a nonprofit organization, you know, I don't know. I could have seen them trying to you know get a whole new different fan base out in LA. That you know that's true. I mean, they could have been the. Uh, Sounds like a missed opportunity to me. The, have you seen their new ad campaign? No. No, you haven't. I haven't. It's the Rams from LA say hey. <laughs> <laughs> so he would have fit in just perfectly. What happened? What happened? That's awesome. Uh, but staying with uh, staying with the NFL, Tebow, Tebow, you know Tebow. Everybody knows Tebow. Tim Tebow. Tim Tebow crucified for being a Christian because he wanted to kneel down and pray first. when he scored a touchdown, which actually didn't happen too often. But, <laughs> but you know, crucified for just in fact being a Christian. It's not the first though. You know, and I, you know what, I understand. I understand that. I don't think there's really a, a place in sport 
for, you know, you score a touchdown and you sit there and you pray for a minute. Get off the field. Time for the extra point, you know. <laughs> Get off. Let us continue the game. You know, if you want to go pray, pray on the sideline. Whatever. I don't care. Well, so, that's but, the good thing is is you can literally pray anywhere. So You can. and Like it doesn't have to be in the end zone. It's, sometimes it does bug me though when when people are like overly Christian and they you know they kind of push it in your face. It's it's kind of like anything else when they do it to the nth degree, it just aggravates people. Well, it's it's kind of like the whole point of what we're talking about. Like sports really shouldn't be a platform for anything else other than athletic performance. Yeah, like, there you go. That's what it's about. When you can when you can smoke the quarterback because you're way better than the offensive line. You should get playing time, yeah. not because you That's decide. That's what we're there to see. That's yeah. what we want to watch. Yeah, exactly. That's what people pay the big bucks for. Those seats are expensive at those damn games. Like, I don't care what your political views are unless they differ from mine, in which I'm going to get pissed and I'm probably not going to support you any longer. And, and the same goes for your like anything else that I disagree with about you. So why not keep it as neutral as possible and do what you're there to do? You know what's funny on that point? Again, with the whole kind of tying it into the election thing. So, you know, Mark Cuban, the owner of the, of the Dallas Mavericks, he was actually supporting Hillary throughout the entire kind of election process. Not quite the toward, entire toward process. The end. He was kind of like, uh, you know, going back and forth way back when. But, yeah, he, he pretty quickly jumped on Hillary's side. Yeah, sure. he's, like, he's like one of those a-holes, like in a ward that decides, oh, well, I kind of like him. I kind of like him. I kind of like him. Maybe what, what do I do? Oh, th- I think they're going to win. Oh, hey, I'm your dude. Come on. Let's Which go is win together. It might be the first time Cuban like bet on the wrong horse. So oh, I don't know. Have you seen the Mavericks playing this Have you year? Seen his bank account? Oh my I mean, god, I haven't. But the dude's a billionaire, so well he is. But he's got a really crappy team this year. A really crappy team. And I went to a couple well, of games as a, last. As a Spurs fan, I'm going to say he's had a crappy team for a long time. But we won one championship in the last few years. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> Thank you. Goody. Shut up, Mike. Anyway, but you know people are not supporting him right now in dallas his games are almost empty and it's not just wow. because the mavericks kind of suck this year it's got a lot to do with the politics and there are people have been interviewed on on that point saying that it's we're not going to support hard them. for dirk to play with a walker too so yeah he you know that dirk poor guy he's getting a little old at this point um and it might be time I think he'll retire at the end of the year anyway, personally. But That's okay. He's, he's not bald like Ginobili, so it's all right. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, God, the Spurs, I mean, think about it. They they should all be in walkers right now, but they're Just still about. kicking ass, you know? Yeah. So good for them for that, at least. You know, I don't like that, but, hey, it's good for them. They can play as a team for however many years. So uh, where, where were we headed before we started talking about your crappy Spurs team and my yeah, crappy I'm sorry. Mavericks I, team? I had a, a pretty inopportune interruption. Yeah, it's all right. I'm going to forgive you on this one. Um, but we were kind of talking about uh, Tebow, I think, right? Yeah. No, we were talking about Cuban. He can't fill the seats because of his politics. Oh, well, yeah, there you go. So another reason why he shouldn't have been in politics in the first place. You know, it's it's hurting his – it's really not hurting his bottom line, I guess, because the season ticket holders are not going to the games in protest. But he's already got their money, so I guess it's really not working. Best case scenario. Be- yeah, best case scenario for him. You know, except for on TV, his games look completely freaking empty, mm. completely empty. And, you know, and that's not like a lot of these other like ESPN, for example, you know, going kind of circling back to them. Their ratings are taking a huge dive because of their attack on the right and the conservatives. It's insane. I mean, they're 
their ratings have taken such a tumble that now people from ESPN are actually saying maybe we shouldn't do so many bad things with when it comes I shouldn't say too many bad things it's not Jared from Subway but when they <laughs> you know they shouldn't kind of push one agenda over the other because it is hurting them because well, all the people that watch the, sports it's not the area that they got into in media right. their whole media position is based around sports it's well not right based around politics yeah exactly you know it's it is what it is. They they've made a choice, and they're now the they're going to have to live with it. Entertainment business. They is are what it boils down to. They are a hundred percent, and you know, it's it's not supposed to be political, but it is. So um, it's like it's basically like if I went to the movie theaters and I was expecting to see the new Jurassic Park movie because I'm like, oh yeah, this is gonna be awesome. Dinosaurs, mindless entertainment. I'm gonna have a good time for two hours, and then Michael Moore pops up on the screen, and he's like, hey. <laughs> Just in case, I'm gonna, you know, reveal my new two-hour documentary about Flint, Michigan, and guns and everything else that has nothing to do with the entertainment that you were expecting. You yeah. know, I'm so I'm saying. Well, they get into everything. It's it's not it's it's not just one thing or the other. I mean, obviously, they've been into the gay right thing. They've they've pushed gun control. They've pushed Black Lives Matter. They've pushed all the agenda from the left on ESPN. And, you know, even even the great Bob Costas on... Um, I don't think he's that great. Well, everybody else I, I, does. But I hate Costas. I'm not a big fan of Costas either, but it's pretty much his gun control stance that really aggravated the hell out of me. He was on Sunday Night Football and went on just on a rant on gun control. I think it was in like 2012, so I'm pretty sure it was right after Sandy Hook. Yeah. So, I mean, it makes sense why he went on the rant. But again, Sunday Night Football is not the time to go on a rant about really anything but football. And, you know, he crossed, in my opinion, a line. And even he apologized and said, I was out of line, I should not have said something like that. But I think it's mainly because the majority of his listeners at that point, or viewers, I mean, who watches football? Who Americans, watches... men. Yeah, middle America. Primarily. You know, middle America. And what do they love? Guns, for the most part. And football. Football and guns. And, that you know... Probably his, beer too. Yeah, his BS on guns Chicken probably wings. not a good idea, you know. And then of course Bob obviously is the big Olympic guy, right? He does all the oh. NBC Olympics things, but uh, and shooting is an event in the Olympics. Wow, look at that. So <laughs> you know, he should, in my opinion, he should have lost his ability to host the Olympics, which would have made it so much better for me. I would have, uh, I would enjoy I them agree. so much more. I'm you sure know. I would have watched more Olympics if Costas wasn't one of the primary primary broadcasters for it. He's not one of. He is the he is the primary broadcaster for the Olympics. Preeminent, you know. And well, yeah, I'll tell you what. Why don't we why don't we roll this into the Olympics too while we're at it? We could rant right. about that for a little bit. So, the Olympics, Summer Olympics in Rio happened a few months ago. It's how long has it been? Four months now since then, right? I yeah. think. Yeah, we're at the end of the year now. It's almost Christmas. It's oh, crazy. Yeah, awesome. Can't wait. Can't wait for the end of the year. 2017, here it comes. You know? <laughs> but, uh, Ooh, speaking of which, we should do a best of 2016 podcast. That's trendy, right? Well, how, how do you do that, though, Mike? It's all best. How do you do a best of? You can't cut that down. 
<laughs> All no, of our episodes are the best stuff. No, like like <laughs> our top like moments of 2016, not like our top episodes. Yeah, obviously we don't have a bad episode so in, the, in the mix. You're, but you're, you're talking about the stories of 2016. The, yeah, I'm talking about the year in review, Robert. Fair, fair enough. Fair enough. I'll I'll give you that one. I'll give you that one. Boom. But uh, so back to back to the Olympics and all the BS that was going on. Um, you know, so NBC and all oh, the that and sprinting, that's BS. Well, <laughs> let me do this way. You're not going to catch me sprinting ever, ever. I just don't. I don't run. I don't. Um, and when you do run, you probably don't run with a pole, do you? No, I don't. I don't run with a friggin' 19 foot friggin' pole where I'm going to jam it into the ground. and Hopefully I'll get over another pole. That doesn't make any <laughs> sense to me. But, you know, that's that's a topic for another day, Mike. Topic for another well, day. Speaking of sports that don't make sense, like let's talk about the the cheerleading fiasco now. Why would we want to do that, Mike? It's got nothing to do with politics. Yeah, but it has a lot to do with the Olympics. Does it? All right. Well, I saw I saw your motions. You're chopping my head off. We'll yeah. just cut this segment. <laughs> Continue. So, but the Olympics that I wanted to talk about, Mike, were were really two kind of two instances, in my opinion. One of which, so. I, when I was doing a little research on this, it's I was watching some videos, reading some articles, and something that kind of caught my eye. There was they were doing an interview on these two kids uh, that were divers. They just won an Olympic medal. By the way, one of these names is absolutely hilarious. So I'm gonna I've got to say their names. So David Budia, or I don't know how to say that. The second guy's name is Steele Johnson. <laughs> Are you kidding me? I'm not kidding you. Is that not the best name you've ever heard in your entire life? Pretty sure my future kids all just got named Steel. <laughs> How do you mess with Steel? I don't I don't know. That I mean seriously, that was the best freaking thing I've ever heard in my life. But awesome. let, we'll continue. We'll get we'll get maybe get back to that later. So they had just won a silver medal. And you know, if you watch medals, you know, or the medal ceremony, all that crap, when they're finished, they start talking to all the, the, the writers and whatnot. It's it's like a two hour process. Most interviewers for NBC are gonna ask them, probably try to get a five minute interview out of them, maybe cut it to, to two or three. The interviewer asks the one kid, David, a question. He starts talking about God. And she's let she lets him finish. But then after he finishes, she completely changes the subject. He answers another question, and then she goes immediately to the other kid and says, you know, what's it like for you, blah, blah, blah. And he says the same thing. He starts talking about Jesus. The interview was three freaking questions. Cut. Done. She said thanks and walked away. To me, that's ridiculous. Do you think if those kids had been two Muslims that that would have happened? Hard to say because... While I understand your point, point, and I think it's kind of crazy, it's definitely, prop, you know, and, you know, it, it really shouldn't be, but it's definitely probably, like, an uncomfortable topic for, for national television. Because, um, like, what would you expect the, the, the newscaster or the interviewer to, to do? Like, oh, yes, let's explore your views on Jesus, like, at no. this time. Probably not. And at the same token, like, if it was a Muslim, like, athlete, they probably wouldn't be like, oh, yes, Allah, awesome like you know what i mean i don't know i don't know i i, I kind of disagree with you on that i think if um if they had well okay well i'll give you a better example the ibtihaj muhammad girl okay she's a muslim she competed in a hijab first woman to do that right on the american team the networks 
dedicated so much time to her and because she was breaking breaking the the barrier here and fencing in the hijab. First of all, you can't freaking see the hijab because have you ever seen the fencing gear? It goes over your whole face and your whole head and your whole body. Well, yeah, Robert, they're playing with swords. Well, it's actually a foil, I believe. Is it not? Is that what they call it? A foil? Yeah, it's like a pretend sword. It could still hurt. and Poke your eye out. Either way, so I've got I've actually pulled some numbers on this because I figured we'd get into her for a second. So during the entire network coverage of the Olympics, they dedicated 13 and a half minutes to her talking about her Muslim faith. 13 and a half minutes. Now, on contrast, one of the biggest sporting events of the Olympics, honestly, is what? It's women's gymnastics. Everybody, that's one of the hottest ticket items pretty much any time the Olympics is, is contested. For the Summer Olympics, yeah, that's what everyone tunes in for. Right, and that's what everybody wants to see when you actually go to them. I mean, that's what that's the event you want to be at. It's it's fairly exciting. I don't have know anything about gymnastics, but some of the crap they do is insane. It's it's, it's cool. So it's true. they talked to those those five girls from the from the U.S. for twenty two minutes, twenty two and a half minutes when they when they were interviewed, and point six percent of that coverage was the girls' faith, which just so happened to be Judeo-Christian faiths. So, 13 and a half minutes versus no time at all. So, why, why can they talk about Muslims and be comfortable talking about that, but then these two diving kids can't talk about Jesus for five seconds before they're cut? Excellent point. It just it aggravates me. It does. I mean, I've, we're for That's free frustrating speech. Because obviously that... that completely strips away my counter argument from a moment ago obviously we're okay with talking about faith on a on a national level so why can't we talk about judeo-christian values which is you know what america was you know founded on which we've touched upon that before so exactly yeah. <laughs> exactly so let those Crazy. kids talk i mean a silver medal is awesome what did ibtahaj muhammad get what you did know? she get she got bronze with the team you had the gold medal girls who didn't get to talk about their faith. You had the two diving guys that didn't get to talk about their faith. And then you had another uh, instance with the 100-meter uh, hurdles women's event where NBC Sports had interviewed all the winners, all the, the first, second, and third, who were all Americans. So we swept the event. And Brianna Rollins, again, started talking about faith in her um, interview. And guess what happened? What happened? When it was live, they didn't cut from her. They didn't do anything. They let her finish, and they started talking to the other two. They played it back on YouTube. They uploaded a clip of the interview on YouTube and completely cut that question. Cut the question because she talked about God. Here's my question. It, we, we've been talking about, for a little while now, sports and the fact that it's entertainment, and it shouldn't be a platform really for anything other than athletic performance. So... You know, should we be talking more about the fact that the Olympics should focus primarily on the the sporting component of all of this, and they shouldn't be focusing on faith in general, or, or, or you know, really, what are we what are we talking about here? I think you're right. I think that we should get away from the faith aspect altogether. But you know, I mean, you can for a certain period of time where the announcer, the broadcaster, doesn't have to bring faith up. But when you have an athlete, yeah. when you have an athlete that says, you know what, I mean, 
we we performed great and all the glory is to God, you know, we couldn't have done it without his grace or whatever it is. I don't have a problem with that. It's just right. when you have a broadcaster bring up the faith just because it's a story. That's not a story to me. Exactly. I think that raises two points that are key to that. Number one, which you just said, it's a story, and that's what it is. The coverage surrounding the coverage surrounding every athletic performance, and particularly the Olympics, has taken on a you know a journey of its own, where it's everybody, or at least the the networks that are broadcasting these events, are not content with just broadcasting the sport and having that be it. No, in in the, in the chase for ratings and the chase for viewership and, and everything else, advertisers, sponsorships, all of that that goes into it, they need to generate content. So I think that's where we get away from the sports is and start learning more about the life stories of the athletes, which, to be honest, yeah, the people who are really into that particular sport and those athletes, they're probably going to seek that information out. But the general public necessarily doesn't, you know, care or concern themselves with that. So I think that's part of it. Well, I mean, I don't, I don't necessarily care maybe, about maybe like, different in the Olympics. Well, yeah, I mean, Olympics, Olympic wise, like the faith to me really, it doesn't matter. It's not going to define the athlete themselves because they perform the way they do, you know, but it's, it's nice to get a little bit of a background on some people sometimes, but I, I agree. Olympics is a special thing. You've got athletes from all over the world that, you know, they're competing in front of an of, of a of a global audience which no one right. has ever seen them before. And True. you know, that's it's kind of cool to be able to get somebody's story every now and then. But if we're talking about NFL football, if we're talking about ESPN, I'm agree, I agree with you. Cut it out completely. We don't need it. Yeah. I mean the 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 other part of that though is that you know, faith has long been a component for some athletes with their sports who do attribute their athletic capabilities and and honestly as everyone can agree these these people that that are professional athletes they have you know extra you know normal capacity for athletic performance and they do attribute that to to god's blessings and 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 uh you know i don't know interference in their life and so that's that's something that's long been been kind of interwoven with sports the whole you know, pointing up after a touchdown and, and everything like that. So to some extent that you can't you can't separate the personality from the individual who's performing these feats on the field. True. I, I can agree with you on that for the most part, <laughs> you know. Um, so let's uh, let's go away from that. We don't have a ton of time left, but I do want to I do want to hit one other topic before we call it a day. Hit us. Um, and that's the Kaepernick thing. The protesting Kaepernick. of, you know, the black Kaepernick. treatment. dick. Yes. What a loser, in my opinion. What a loser. Right? Is that, is that a better impersonation for you, Mike? Rub it. Rub it. I would like to weigh in on the Kaepernick situation. Oh, God. Oh, God. It's out of control. It's out of control. All right, Bernie. Shush. <laughs> so, if you've been following... Rub it. Rub it. This is, this is Donald Trump. I don't know why you keep calling me Bernie. <laughs> Because it sounded like Bernie. <laughs> oh, a crazier version, and I didn't think that was possible. But uh, so Colin, Colin Kaepernick, all right, his uh, protesting the national anthem because he thinks blacks are being treated unfairly in America. Not that they were treated unfairly, that they are treated unfairly. Present tense. Present tense. And I think it's, you know, 
Number one, yes, he's got a right to protest. I don't know if we talked about this in the past. I think we might have, maybe once or twice. But there's been some new kind of involvement things going on, right? So after the election was over, you know, he's been talking about blacks are untreated poorly. You know, this country doesn't uh, represent who I am. The national anthem doesn't represent who I am. Blah, 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 blah. Yet the guy isn't registered to vote. (laughs) And he didn't partake in the election process, which, by the way, is one of the only ways to actually try to make a difference. And he didn't do it. How how do you mess that up, Mike? Uh, didn't Trump's kids not vote in the primaries? Well, do you think Trump wanted to win the election? We can I mean, we can go <laughs> on that if we want to, but you know that that's different. They weren't sitting there, you know, and going, "Oh, we're being treated unfairly. Let me, you know, let's all vote for this." No, that's True. what Kaepernick was doing. Yeah, they were like, "We've been treated super fairly. Let's vote for this." Yeah, uh, they're rich, right? They, they don't care. They're getting what they need. You know, Kaepernick, obviously, with his 10, I think it was $10.5 million last year, obviously also is not being not, treated fairly. Not rich. But Oh, wait. <laughs> the funny thing about him, some people know this, but some people don't. I think it's his hair. I think that's one of the funny things about him. Do you know his birth mother is white? Do you know that? No, I did not know that. Do you know his adoptive parents are also white? I don't see race, Robert. Yeah, you do, because we're talking about it right now, Mike. So obviously, that was bullshit. <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> worth, worth a shot. But his birth mother actually spoke out against him, saying that he that that he was only embarrassing himself, his family, and this country. But she agrees with his right to protest and be heard, but don't do it in such a disrespectful way. So I'm going to agree with his mama there. Mrs. Kaepernick, I think you hit the nail on the head. You've no. got a right to do these things, but you don't need to be using your workplace as the vehicle to 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 broadcast your views. Exactly, exactly. And another stupid person, in my opinion, you know, she's one of soccer's greats. Honestly, U.S. soccer's great. Solo? No, well, she's had her own problems. But, <laughs> but this is Megan Rapinoe, and she followed Kaepernick. And said, you know, that I'm going to kneel for the national anthem in uh, because Kaepernick, I'm, I'm in whatever the hell I'm trying to say, Mike, help me out so, here. So in Kaepernick solidarity. obviously yeah. didn't follow Charles Barkley's line of thought and say, you know, I'm not a role model. Was it Charles Barkley? Who was that? No, it no. was Barkley. Yeah, it was Barkley. I am not a role model. No, he was like, no, dudes, women. Look at me. I'm a role model. Yeah. Kneel for the anthem. Yeah, you know, it's it's funny. It it really is. But, you know, Barkley's nuts too, by the way. But we're yeah, gonna we're gonna talk about one like he really hit the nail on the head. He's like, I'm not a role model. These people are giving me undue attention. Like obviously I can I'm I'm a beast on the court, but don't <laughs> don't look at what I'm doing otherwise. And now he's a beast in real life too. I mean, just normal life. He's gigantic. Dude, but that's Barclay beside the point. Me up. He, oh, he's hilarious. He's hilarious. I'd love to get him on the podcast, actually. I think that would be pretty funny. Heck but, yeah. Uh, so back to Megan. Back to Megan. Shout out Barkley. Hashtag beast mode, I guess. Yeah, there, there you go. Uh, we're plugging Barkley's new show. What is that? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if he's got one or not, but hopefully he does. Because he's actually the voice of reason some of the time, which is kind of scares me, but he is. He reigns him in. I, you know, it comes with age, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. 
So Megan needs to be reigned to hell in, and I'll tell you why. So she kneels during the national anthem during a Seattle versus Chicago normal uh, women's soccer match. This happened on, I think, the 4th of September was the actual date. So the very next time she played, I think that was the 7th. I don't know if I got my dates right or right or wrong. I don't, it doesn't really matter. Bill Lynch, he's an Air Force vet, and he just so happens to own a women's soccer team called the Washington Spirit. And because he's a vet, and he said, you know, that he didn't want somebody disrespecting the anthem that he fought for. Heck yeah. You know, he actually had the uh, the team play the anthem before the teams even made it to the field. That's what I'm talking about. So she wouldn't have a chance to protest. And if she did, she would look super stupid. Hashtag LLMP podcast. Yes, thank you for bringing that one back. You know, and but this is this is going to be one. This is one of his quotes. They said, "We understand this may be seen as an extraordinary step, but we believe it was the best option to avoid taking focus away from the game on such an important night for our franchise. And while we respect every individual's right to express themselves and believe Miss Rapinoe is to be an amazing individual with a huge heart, we respectfully." We respect, wow, gosh, I cannot talk. We respectfully disagree with her method of hijacking our organization's event to draw attention to what is ultimately a personal cause. And right on. That was his statement. And I 100% agree with Mr. Bill Lynch. Oh, yeah. 100% support that position. I mean, yeah, it, it, oh, these athletes are so frustrating at times. They do such cool stuff on the field, and then they, you know, pull one of these boneheaded moves like, uh, you know, protesting America, the country that is really one of the few that they could, you know, support themselves playing their sport that they enjoy so much. And then, you know, they go from that or, you know, smacking around their girlfriend in an elevator in a Las Vegas casino, and it's just down the down the drain from there so yeah i'm just happy that there are some organizations that are still willing to fight this pc bullshit and these Heck protests yeah. and you know get down to what this is this is a sporting event not politics so mr bill lynch and the washington spirit congratulations to them for standing up and saying enough is enough let's play sports that's what we're saying and i think that is the perfect end for our podcast this evening God bless America. What do you think about that, Mike? God bless sports. <laughs> yeah, God bless America and God bless sports. Good, good, good. This has been awesome. It's been a good chat. It's been sporting. It's been lively. Uh, so, yeah, it's been a, it's a, another good podcast. So definitely join us uh, next time on the LLMP podcast. We're looking forward to hanging out with you again. Follow us on Twitter at LLMP podcast or on our website, LLPpodcast.com. Email us, tweet at us. We'll email you back. We'll tweet you back. We uh, we just got some exciting new tweets in today. We're pretty jazzed about them. So, uh, yeah, thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. 